I V M. You know what's the biggest advantage of being like close friends with someone for more than twenty years? You have a happy, fulfilling relationship and amazing emotional support. No, it's oh. the fact that we can just like talk shit about people from across the room and not say a word, yeah. and no one would know a thing. That's actually true. I think in the last twenty odd years, hating on people has. Yes. straight up bonded us for life <laughs> and i know that makes us sound really old and sad but is this what it what we are now and we've done it so often that we just kind of know what the other person is thinking at this point i know and and i absolutely love you for that oh i love you too yeah yeah i'm really glad that you're there so we can like drag people for no reason mm-hmm. yeah otherwise i would have to go on national tv kisepe <gasps> <laughs> have you ever wondered why Women don't do more crime. Well, we're here to tell you. There's misconduct all the time. Women are thieves and murderers. That's gross misconduct. Con artists, money launderers. Mm, criminal misconduct. Financial fraud that's hard to track. Takes some planning, but still misconduct. Even breaching a contract. Well. That's more civil, though. It's misconduct, misconduct. We tell you all about women that suck, things that make you say, "What the?" It's misconduct. Hello, 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 and welcome to Misconduct. We are a podcast on which we talk about Indian women that did some illegal or unethical things. My name is Raghvi, and I am Nisha. And today we will be talking about a fan favorite, mm-hmm. one that we have been asked to do for a very long time now, and it is Kangana Ranaut. Yeah, finally, <laughs> uh, the thirty-four-year-old Bollywood actress, producer, and filmmaker who is best known for her more recent roles aimed at strong female representation in Indian cinema, mm-hmm. for winning four national awards, for also being awarded the Padma Shri. which is one of india's highest civilian awards for excellence in various fields including the arts and cinema now i know what you're thinking mm-hmm. hey kangana ranaut is annoying sometimes and mm-hmm. she does spew some hateful things uh she also says some dumb non-scientific nonsense at times but she has not anything illegal right well not yet at mm. least because today we are talking about a complaint filed against kangana in mumbai for allegedly making defamatory statements against Javed Akhtar also a part of the bollywood film industry but for much much longer he's like 76 years old he was born in india when it was still british india yeah uh, he's a renowned poet lyricist screenwriter and a political activist in july 2020 in the middle of the covid-19 pandemic a young bollywood actor by the name sushant singh rajput passed away and the police investigation and autopsy ruled it as a suicide His death was mourned by many including the Bollywood fraternity. However, it also became a media circus with many many conspiracy theories floating around about him, his mental illnesses, his alleged use of recreational drugs, his family, friends, partners, his relationships with established Bollywood old-timers. So, in the midst of all this was Kangana who turned up on national TV to announce that Sushant Singh Rajput's death was largely caused by friction between him and these established Bollywood producers and screenwriters. In particular Kangana's allegations focused on filmmakers Karan Johar, Mahesh Bhatt along with 
Javed Akhtar. So Kangana also made additional allegations that the industry had blacklisted her. uh mostly for speaking against nepotism um mm. this is essentially where kids of already established celebrities were being offered roles that you know other actors could only dream of uh also in 2016 a fellow actor and her former co-star rithik roshan filed a lawsuit against kangna for cyber stalking and harassment kangna filed a counter suit stating that she and rithik were in fact in a relationship prior to the suit and he merely filed it to draw attention away from his divorce proceedings also mm. kangna alleged in the middle of all of this very casually she alleged that Javed Akhtar had called her to his home and threatened her to leave Rithik's family alone. And with all of that in mind, Javed Akhtar proceeded to file a criminal complaint for defamation against Kangana. And that was just the summary. Yep, yep, yep. It was yep. so long. <laughs> We are just getting started. Uh but let's add our usual disclaimers. This is mm-hmm. a true crime podcast. This episode will discuss themes like suicide, extramarital affairs, threats of bodily harm, and of course defamation. Podcast is not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. So here are a few basic things that you must know. Actually, a few people that you must know specifically yes. before we really get into this episode. And these people are Kangna, of course, the alleged perpetrator; Javed Akhtar, the alleged victim; Arnab Goswami, who is an Indian journalist and news anchor. and i use both those designations very loosely he is also the managing director and editor in chief of republic media network which is a news conglomerate in india and again mm-hmm. i use the word news very loosely as well <laughs> uh the other person you should know is karan johar he is a bollywood filmmaker producer businessman tv show host part time actor and full time gossip monger So Karan Johar is the son of Yash Johar an Indian producer who established Dharma Films uh, which is the brand under which Karan Johar also makes movies. Mm-hmm. Now Karan has been in the industry for decades and he's worked with all of the top actors and actresses of his time essentially. Mm-hmm. He is rich and he is influential. Very nice. Next person you should know. We mentioned this earlier, Rithik Roshan. Mm-hmm. He is a leading Bollywood actor. He's known for his charming smile, his dancing skills. and he's also known as a man who utterly detests wearing shorts none of us are complaining none of us i <laughs> i actually encourage this behavior uh surathik so may or may not have had an affair with kangana when they were filming for their movie krish 3 of course many heated words which begs the question but no where is krish 2 <laughs> it doesn't exist i think we have to now just absorb that and move on in any case rithik and kangna may have had an affair when they were filming for this movie uh, they also exchanged many heated words between mm. i mean both rithik and kangna have said a lot of things about each other um the last one of course is sushant singh rajput mm. who was a critically acclaimed indian actor who tragically passed away in june 2020 at his home in mumbai so his post mortem report had ruled it a case of suicide with no suspected foul play however a few weeks after his death his alleged former girlfriend Riya Chakrabarti her family and some friends were all investigated for abetment of his suicide multiple allegations surfaced around them after this including money laundering and drug peddling and mm. many many bollywood actors were pulled into this mania and the country was just transfixed oh, yeah. by this it was dramatic it was sensational and luckily it took away from other news that the indian government was you know mismanaging their mm-hmm. covid-19 response and also there were several caste violence cases that had come up during these months so it took a lot of attention away from those sorts of things and this was really all anybody talked about for a very long time yeah it really was and uh, i invite you all to look very closely at this case uh, if only for the sheer lack of usable information around this oh yeah it will frustrate you to no end 
but yeah, anyway, as of October 2020, the Central Bureau of Investigation still appears to be investigating Sushant's death. Right. And also there's a reason we're generally using the words alleged and maybe so many times across this whole stretch. None of this, any of this really has been proven, especially all the allegations in relation to Sushant Singh Rajput. Hmm. It was all a giant media phenomenon for a few months back in 2020. Back when, of course, COVID-19 was raging through the country, yep. millions had lost their jobs, millions more were displaced and there were major supply issues for basic goods and services across the country. Not that they're related, <laughs> they just happened at the same time. That's all. Uh, but there is one phenomenal thing that came out of this ordeal and that was when Arnab Goswami decided to have Kangna on his show on Republic TV in July 2020. Ah, yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, Arnab hosts a show called The Nation Wants to Know. Surprise, mm. surprise. <laughs> uh, which is where this whole case kind of starts. But before that, let's talk a little bit about Kangana herself. So, she was born on 23rd March 1987 in a small town in the state of Himachal Pradesh, India. Uh, we know a lot about her early life because, I mean, she's a famous person now. So, you guys have Google, go look it up. <laughs> Um, for now, all you need to know is that she was a youngling at mm -hmm. the age of about 16 is when she moved to Delhi from her small town and she started a career in modeling. However, she disliked that career choice very quickly and instead opted to participate in theatre workshops in Delhi. Oh, dude, Delhi's theatre scene is amazing. As in there, there are so many thespians, you know, just casually doing their thing across mm. the city. And it's, it's just so chill and nonchalant. Like, I'm not a big fan of Delhi generally, but if I could visit, I would quickly watch like six plays and then come back home. Oh, that actually sounds pretty fun. Although mm. I would definitely stop by for like some 700 plates of some street, whatever, because the food is oh, insane. Actually, I, I do love that about Delhi too. I've yes, got. yes, yes. Also, they have great historical... You know what? I, I think I kind of like Delhi trips. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so back to Kangana. Um, a few months after her, you know, kind of stepping into the theater workshop zone. She felt like emboldened by her stint and she decided to move to Mumbai to pursue acting full-time. So between 2004 and 2006, Kangana saw some moderate success as an actress, often being cast in very dramatic movies where she would play a damsel in distress character. Right. Honestly, all of these movies seem just the same to me. In 2007-8, Kangana mm -hmm. played some supporting roles in critically acclaimed movies like Life mm -hmm. in a Metro and Fashion. In the years after, she would experience some ups and downs in her acting career. But it wasn't that big a deal because she was relatively young. Right. Um, in 2014, she starred in the coming-of-age movie Queen, where she played this jilted fiancé who decides to go on a honeymoon on her own. So this movie is very beloved and it kind of effectively blew her up into stardom. Uh, primarily because she was the sole leading actor and a female one who managed to carry the whole movie on her back. From then to today, Kangana has experimented heavily with female-led roles in movies. Mm -hmm. If you remember our episode on former Chief Minister Jalita and Sachikala, well, Kangana played Jalita in the movie Talevi. Uh, we have many thoughts on it. If you are interested <laughs> in listening, please go back to the episode. It was a, it was a role which was, I mean, obviously sought after so good good for her yeah i actually uh want to give her props for that because first of all she was an outsider but mm. yet she picked a slew of movies that you know let her shine over all the other actors you know yeah and that does that happens so rarely in general for actresses so i think that's a very smart move especially if you want to establish yourself in the industry so good for her on that yeah yeah 
In 2013, Kangana was invited to an interview with journalist Anupama Chopra, where she commented on the nepotism in the film industry. So she's maintained this position, stating that gender bias also played a major role in casting in movies. Right. All of which are true, and I mean, this is just our like humble opinion. Oh, uh, what we've seen so far, we don't know how the inner workings of Bollywood works. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Uh, so, like, what we've seen so far is, if you're a star kid and you're also a dude, then then you'll be okay. Yeah. If you're not a star kid and you're a woman, ah ha ha, oh, just all of just, the worst things. <laughs> it's like, aha, oh ho, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to struggle, just like you know, twenty x times just to star yeah. a, as an extra. That's true, so. and you likely have to like do other stuff on the side, modeling, work in like oh okay, the service industry. You know, like. Stuff that is not what you really came to do. Yeah, when you said other stuff on the side, I got a little scared. But no, yeah. no, no. I mean, <laughs> modeling. Yes. Although that mm. is a reality, we can't just. I know that's yeah, true. That's fair. So in 2017, Kangana was on Karan Johar's talk show, Coffee with Karan. She said on this show that Karan was, and I quote, the flag bearer of nepotism. Aha. More specifically, she was talking about how difficult it was for her to get the professional position that she was in now, and she declared that people like Karan were not helpful in the process at all. She even told Karan, "In my biopic, you will play the stereotypical Bollywood biggie who is snooty and intolerant to outsiders and a flag bearer of nepotism, the movie mafia." Ooh. Yep. And how okay. did Karan Johar take this? Oh, you know, he's very mature. He handled it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Karan retorted in a later interview by asking Kangana to leave the industry and not Yikes. play the victim card, right? Mm. And he said this in a roundtable discussion at the freaking London School of Economics. Who asked? Yeah. No, actually, yeah. knowing him, he would have volunteered. <sighs> of course. Mm. Uh, he also wrote a blog. Yes, a blog. Mm. In this day and age, <laughs> uh, but yeah, in this blog entry, he said that you know the business is a commercial one, and if star kids get him the money, then why not? So he accepted that his actions constitute nepotism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, indeed he did. Uh, except I think he thinks he made like some big point about the opposite, but <laughs> this was just everyone's just looking at him. There's like crickets in the background, like uncle. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Kangana and Karan would go on to have a public feud over this for a while. Uh, in the 2017 IFA Awards, Karan Johar and actors Varun Dhawan and Saif Ali Khan all turned up on the stage to scream out the words "nepotism rocks." Oh, what? They actually yeah. did that? Yeah, I actually don't care that much about Bollywood uh, at all. It's just not my interest. But I remember seeing this and thinking, "Ugh, guys." Let's uh, get it together. The cringe factor is really, yeah, is really high yeah. there. When the thing is, uh, Kangana has received a lot of flack for talking about nepotism, especially mm. from Bollywood insiders. Uh, there are several star kids that are the product of nepotism themselves, right? Mm. Like Alia Bhatt and Varun Dhawan, and they've openly mocked her views. There are several interviews. Um, you know, video and otherwise of this stuff, you just literally have to Google it and you'll find it. Mm -hmm. um, and there are many other celebrities that have actually spoken out against nepotism, like Huma Kureshi, um, Prachi Desai, Tapsi Pannu, mm -hmm. somehow all women, to name a few. <laughs> But the thing is, they were not treated as badly uh, by the media or, you know, by the Bollywood biggies like Karan Johar. Mm -hmm. So all of this, you know, the way the feud sort of went down, It was really in very bad taste. Yeah. Um. And I think one thing that Bollywood doesn't seem to understand is sometimes you cannot win. 
so you should just let it go and i think mm. that's what this whole nepotism argument comes down to if you had and you would know this nisha if you had an active pr team they would say listen <laughs> just stop talking now yeah i'm sure most of these guys have a pr team i have no idea unless see the thing is there are a lot of like and this i know from a a bunch of people who've handled pr for mm-hmm. certain like big production houses and things like that mm-hmm. they look for like the weirdest things to promote when you have nothing to promote like they mm. will literally be like oh in big boss there was one person who maybe had lice do you want to do a story oh. on it What? it's that bad yeah and by the way i'm not even making this up as like an example oh this is legit that someone pitched that i know so just scraping the bottom of the barrel to get yeah. it there basically so which so i i guess i don't know maybe they were like aha we are getting some views please continue to talk your shit yeah we're just getting it's all about the views right there's no such mm. thing as bad publicity at the end of the day so i guess i get it um but yeah kangna's words somehow also received a lot of social media love though hmm. because i think this is sort of the turning tide of where people were also looking at nepotism generally in bollywood and thinking hey is she kind of right <laughs> and especially after the 2017 ifa was like you said Mm. Um, social media in general especially the users felt that kangna was actually being discriminated against for just speaking the truth yeah and that's how kangna really started to gain her cult following mm. millions of bollywood fans and social media users sort of looked at her as a truth teller you know mm. someone who wouldn't mince words uh, you know when, especially when the rest of bollywood was like shrouded in aggressive pr and self marketing and kangna really took this to heart in fact i fully believe her when she says she's been discriminated against uh because i watched another earlier coffee with karan interview from 2010 hmm. where she was obviously much younger um and on the show she was with veteran actors sanjay dat and anil kapoor these are all by the way there are three men along with karan johar three men in their 40s and 50s no, all with a 20 something rising actress okay mm-hmm. so that's already <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then karan johar outrightly asks her if she's had any cosmetic work done and kangna god bless her for this she acts all coy and she asks karan johar right back what kind of work do you mean can you please be more precise and anil kapoor butts in to clarify hey uh, he means botox oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was such this is so weird yeah and it's quite a it's quite an uncomfortable conversation hmm. and it's worse it's worsened by the fact that it just goes on for a while yeah. like yeah. the whole interview is so un- uncomfortable like the way they treat her like like she's some piece of art to be stared at and not like a real human being with feelings god and you know what it's so telling because this interview even though it's you know coffee with karan generally puts up episodes on youtube hmm. this interview is not even available on youtube hmm. do you know where i found it i found it on the subreddit bolly blinds and gossip <laughs> which took me to twitter where someone had posted a clip of that interview and wow. okay you know what i'll credit to bolly blinds and gossip i am going to list them as an actual source <laughs> for this particular episode it's a treasure trove of information like this the moderators do a great job like sourcing this information so props to them <laughs> fantastic i <laughs> i like that this is where you're getting your information from you know what um, judge me all you want i'm subscribed to that subreddit i i, I don't man everyone enjoys like different things so it's I fine see, I, i i was i used to follow a bunch of uh, obscure tom hiddleston subreddits for a very ah. very long time there was one for just his arm so <laughs> which arm you know 
left i think oh. <laughs> it is a good one <laughs> so yeah so i i get it um in any case the industry especially karan johar has always given kangana a very hard time for just existing in her own space even her accent was made fun of and i'm given to understand that she was so uncomfortable with this that she hired a dialect coach to help her with her english and mm-hmm. she received media training which okay media training i understand because a lot of companies also do it right. but someone has to teach you to speak english properly just because other people are shaming you for it that's yeah. just like what the hell man that's awful yeah so yeah which is why i i personally believe that karan johar created this monster all on his own and he has <laughs> only himself to blame i agree as well oh also before we proceed one quick thing hmm. let's quickly understand what defamation means so defamation hmm. is a crime in india so under section 499 of the indian penal code yes we are back to the indian penal code yay it's been yay. a while it has been oh have we not done actual crimes in a while <laughs> have we not done crimes in a while no we have not <laughs> oh correct aha ha correct so under section 499 of the indian penal code whoever either by words spoken or intended to be read so written basically mm-hmm. um or even you know through signs of visible representations either makes or publishes any imputation concerning a person and mm. that intends to lead to some harm knowing or knowing that the imputation will cause some harm the whole idea being that the reputation of that person is basically defamed um and the idea behind this is it's actually really simple say or do or show something hmm. that harms another person and defames them and defamation falls into two categories slander which is a defamatory statement that is made you know in a in a verbal form which is usually spoken yes for example if i say on this podcast that raghavi dresses like a grandma then that's an oral <laughs> statement and that would be slander yeah i mean it's a solid example i suppose um <laughs> the other category aside from slander is libel which is a defamatory statement that is actually published in a written form so another example okay if i take out an ad in a national newspaper stating that raghavi dresses like a grandma what <laughs> photoshop raghavi's face on an actual grandma what this and then this would be published therefore this is libel this is so suspiciously specific Uh cool now the thing with defamation is if it's actually proved to be true the thing that you're saying or writing about another person mm-hmm. it's obviously no longer defamation because the thing actually happened so you're not making it up to harm someone's reputation so a solid defense for defamation is is it actually the truth if yes then there's nothing to defame aha so in this case when i say raghavi dress is like a grandma i am in fact telling the truth <laughs> and it is therefore li- neither libel nor slander <laughs> I mean it is accurate. <laughs> Grandma chic is in all right. Mm-hmm. It is what it is mm-hmm. and it's comfortable we're in a pandemic let me be. Um uh, <laughs> also the punishment for defamation is simple imprisonment for a term that may extend up to 2 years or fine or both. But you know what doesn't feel like imprisonment? Mm-hmm. Listening to some of the amazing shows on IVM that advertise with us. <laughs> so when we come back what did Kangana even say that we're talking about all of this? Welcome back after the break. So we did a brief review earlier of all the major characters in the story. Now let's get to the actual story. <laughs> Finally. Finally. So as we mentioned before, Kangana had major beef with Bollywood's top producers and filmmakers, specifically Karan Johar, uh for multiple reasons. Primarily because they leaned on nepotism sort of to push mm-hmm. star kids to the forefront. 
uh, which automatically meant that other struggling actors that probably have you know more talent and charisma were probably being ignored. A righteous crusade in my eyes. <laughs> yes. But uh, did she do it in the way that would cons- be considered appropriate? Le- I don't know. Let's find out. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind. Let's actually do a rundown of an interview that Kangana gave on Arnab Goswami's TV show, hmm. which is called "Nation Wants to Know." Of course, it is. Of course. So, on the show in July 2020, uh, remember this is a few uh, weeks right after Sushant Singh Rajput's uh, death. Uh, so, in July 2020, this is all everybody was talking about. Kangana went on the show to talk sort of extensively about how Karan Johar and filmmaker Mahesh Bhatt were basically pushing her to leave Bollywood. Yeah. So she made a series of allegations against the two, specifically stating that their actions were part of why, you know, Sushant Singh Rajput's movies were not doing well, yeah. which in turn pushed him towards mental illness. Uh these are actual words she says. We will quote some of this a little later. Um but more specifically she said that these people were actively involved in destroying sushant's career for various reasons and she even goes so far as to call them besharam or shameless yeah. in hindi hmm. and the thing is that in itself is largely vague enough hmm. so you would not get into much trouble it's not that specific right hmm. but kangra doesn't stop there why would she uh, of course she goes on to say that mahesh bhat got in the way of riya chakraborty and sushant for reasons that are unclear and they not really clarified over the course of the interview and i have also not heard anything else to confirm this yeah but as soon as she says that she starts talking about herself right after mm. and that's where she sort of gets into a mess she says that no one will question mahesh bhat or karan johar for these actions because of javed akhtar mm. and she specifically calls this gang this gang of these three members headed by javed akhtar mm. as the suicide gang ah uh... fair i guess mm. um but kangna goes on to say and i quote javed akhtar called me to his house he said if you do not say sorry to rithik roshan you will commit suicide oh also remember we mentioned earlier rithik roshan and kangna nath may or may not have been in a relationship Correct. and that became a media spectacle all by itself so just remember that as context for this yes so as soon as kangna says this even arnab who also says a lot of ridiculous things sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. heard this and went Hey <laughs> <laughs> you can actually see his face in that yeah. interview it just goes like what, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that shock pikachu face just like <laughs> yes no it's it's that one meme that goes what did he say <laughs> <laughs> um so and then kangna says it again as as this is what uh, she was told apparently if you do not say sorry to rithik roshan you will have to commit suicide because they will put you in jail they have found all the clues all the evidences they know the case is completely in their hands but what evidence have i committed theft did i take something from them i said what evidence are you talking about what have i done after this she also added that when javed akhtar approached her he asked her to tender a written apology to rithik roshan uh, and then at this point she just gets cut off by arnab because he basically says what if javed akhtar denies this fair question <laughs> yeah like, aha some good journalism there <laughs> gotcha <laughs> to which kangna says we had witnesses we had a common doctor who took me to his place a common friend i would see if they would want to help me through this but i will not put any pressure i think i can simply say what i can say but i have to tomorrow prove in court i have witnesses there but obviously i have not thought about it but so mahesh but <laughs> okay you know what i as we are saying this i understand it sounds really erratic 
Yeah. But that's kind of how the interview goes. Yes, it yeah. is it is quite erratic. And then she she just goes on and on for a bit and essentially what she says and I quote, Javed Akhtar has enough political connections to get away with pretty much anything in Mumbai and Mahesh Bhatt is his best friend. The suicide gang was there. These people were bloodthirsty vultures. Also, there's yeah. a moment in this interview where she disses Mahesh Bhatt's relationship um with the late Parveen Babi, she's a mm. yesteryear actress. Uh I think she said that Mahesh Bhatt is capitalizing on Parveen Babi's death and making films about her to which I have to say Kangana you were in a movie made by Mahesh Bhatt where you played Parveen Babi <laughs> so what in the actual hell uh but yeah anyway she ends this rant by saying that the Mumbai police needs to question some more people about this case that's the Shan Singh Rajput case and then Arnab asks the question why aren't you sharing this information with Mumbai police yourself <laughs> again some good good journalism there <laughs> to which she says i want to share it publicly oh man <laughs> okay look um i don't want to be that person mm-hmm. who disses kagna for this we've just sort of discussed where she was coming from you know like so you know what just go watch the interview yourself yeah. we don't want to say anything out of context so your uh-huh. best bet is to watch the interview yourself and there's a reason we are quoting from the interview The thing about defamation cases is they rest very heavily on the words and the context in which those words are used. So both of these are really important to understand the intent of the potentially defaming words that are spoken. Was it actually meant as a joke? Was it satire? Is it parody? Hmm. Is it really meant to be defamatory? Uh and the context of that is so important. So I would recommend you go watch this interview. Also Kangana makes a lot of points that we can't really summarize in a 40 minute podcast yeah, yeah. um also there's a lot of rambling so i would really recommend you <laughs> you know like weed through that and sort of understand what she's trying to say yeah but most importantly i think there's a vulnerability to kangna in this interview that i had not seen in a while um more lately as you may all know kangna has taken a very sort of right wing approach to her politics hmm. um she often inserts herself in situations where people were like who asked you um <laughs> but she's made it clear that her opinion will be heard and you know what good on her for that she has the right to do that so i'm not stopping her in any way but I this mean, she doesn't have the right to do that on twitter anymore oh ooh, <laughs> hectic uh but this side of kangna the one that was you know shunned from the film industry for talking about nepotism hmm. and you know a consensual affair with a married co-star yeah i can say that this kangna effectively is a broken version of her hmm. because The thing is if especially in this interview if it seems like she's coming from a place of malice it's because she is and it's yeah. malice that's born out of like fear and anger towards the industry all of which are absolutely reasonable reactions to trauma right yeah I agree. um and there's a section in this interview where arnab you know uh, like when she tells arnab sorry that she was com- feeling completely isolated in the industry yeah. and there's one quote that really hit me she said the whole system will work to make me look like a mad person and i feel her here she is isn't the first one to feel this way and she won't be the last one to feel and this and i way. can also see it happening like it is very possible because mm. all of these people have such strong pr machineries that's one thing and then they have so much power right they can very easily be like no kang no and then <laughs> <laughs> and poor thing she won't get anything no i agree and also sometimes uh realistically i don't know it feels like if we had just in back in 2016 if someone had just given kangna a hug or like a word of affection like some sense of belonging in the industry then we wouldn't have the kangna of today uh, but it's too late 
by the point that we reached this interview in July 2020 Kangna is already a little too late to save and I think that's kind of on us hmm. so yeah this is a 58 minute interview which taught us nothing <laughs> uh it's also an hour of my life that I will never get back and I want all of you listeners to know we did this for you yes yes we did because we love you yes. and on that wholesome note let's take a quick break Welcome back from the break. We have gone into great detail about what Kangana has said. So let's move on to the next thing. How did Javed Akhtar react? He reacted by filing a police complaint. Aha. <laughs> on 3 November 2020, he filed a criminal complaint before a court in Andheri Mumbai alleging that her statements during the interview were defamatory. The court also didn't waste much time. In December 2020, it directed Mumbai police to investigate the matter at the earliest and submit the report before the court. And the police got on it. I mean, honestly, though, how much was there to investigate? You can find this interview like <laughs> literally on the Republic TV YouTube page. That's all the evidence you need. Yes, correct. Which is why a case was made pretty much immediately, and the court mm-hmm. went on to initiate criminal proceedings against her. However, Kangana did a bamboozle. <gasps> <laughs> Uh, in March 2021, she countered Javed Akhtar's claim by stating that Javed Akhtar was involved in extortion and criminal intimidation and had insulted her modesty. Oh. Basically, she went, me? No, you! <laughs> <laughs> um, she also asked that the case be transferred to another magistrate court. Mm-hmm. Speaking through her lawyer, Kangana said, I am making a categorical statement that I have no faith in this court. The application also stated, This court is threatening the accused on every date of issuing an arrest warrant without giving any sufficient cause and reason. The court didn't accept any of this and refused to transfer the case. So for a while after this, Kagna attempted to delay the proceedings hmm. and this pissed off Javed Akhtar quite a bit. Hmm. So he relayed this in court actually. He outrightly said that her petitions and responses so far were purely filed to delay the court's observations in the matter. Hmm. Also, Kagna just sort of stopped appearing before the court she just stopped <laughs> like to the point that in september 2021 the court warned her that she may be arrested if she doesn't appear before them hmm. so she does appear only to ask for another transfer <laughs> so multiple times through the last quarter of 2021 in hmm. october november and december multiple courts deliberated multiple times to say no kangna <laughs> we will not transfer this case <laughs> did the court also say Girl, can you just let it go already? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the stenographer going like, girl, <laughs> with four L's. <laughs> And you know what? That actually is where we are at th- this case right now. Yes, she is not letting it go. The transferring <laughs> bit, at least. Um, and you know what? I realized so much of this episode has just gone into discussing what happened, mm. as opposed to where this case was actually going. Mm-hmm. But I think that's okay. because it saves us the trouble of making a two parter episode just for this when yes. we finally find out what happened later it also saves us the trouble of explaining all of this again when like the case is resolved and then we can tell you exactly what went down in the court basically this was kangana ranaut context setting ah uh, yes oh god this is just one giant context episode <laughs> yeah hopefully whenever this uh, the case actually comes to its fruition uh some blessed journalist somewhere will find all the filings made in the case and then just summarize it for us mm-hmm. because honestly 
after that interview where she was just like rambling i'm not sure if we will ever want to go through the case files of anything that kangana is involved in just ever again yeah alternatively hmm. we might find a better summary on the bolly blinds and gossip subreddit <laughs> Yes. Dude, you know what? I'm not joking. The editors on that sub, they do a really good job, okay? To like, <laughs> they sleuth around on social media and everything and they look mm-hmm. for some great Bollywood news. So, I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, if you go right now and just type Kangana Rana or Javed Akhtar in that subreddit, you might find a better explanation and timeline <laughs> than we can ever give you. So, please go do that. Nah, I think, <laughs> I think uh, we're cooler than that. But I would still like to rely on the court documents because mm. um, also you have to read them because you are the lawyer because court documents make no sense to me. It's not that hard. We read them together. I'll tell you. No, it's dips. not that stressful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in any case, we will come back to this case later. Hopefully, mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. That's right. Yes. On that note, even before this case is resolved, mm-hmm. would you like to do a little summary, a musical recap, so to speak? <laughs> of what we've discussed so far let's do it hey there kangana it's been a while since we spoke i know i had to let you go but there were rules that you broke hey there kangana do you see where it went wrong when 40 characters isn't too long so here's your tweets in a song caste system has been rejected by modern indians 23rd august 2020 repeat after me depression is a consequence of drug abuse hashtag #deepika padukone 21st september 2020 alexa play diamonds by rihanna 16th may 2019 sit down you fool we're not selling our nation like you dummies 2nd february 2021 in response to rihanna I have a record of never starting a fight. I will quit Twitter if anyone can prove otherwise. 17 September 2020. Oh, it's how you send the tweet. 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 Send account suspended 4th may 2021 hey that was not defamation <laughs> i, I tried i tried maybe you did try i guess so uh but that was a great song and uh, that kind of also brings us to the end of this episode Yay. um as usual of course guys if you like us which i'm hoping you do cuz you've reached the end of this episode Uh please go ahead and review us on Apple Podcasts and Audible. You can also review us on Spotify now, which oh, is yay. awesome. Uh all our links are in our Instagram bios and where can they find us Nisha? You can catch me on Instagram mm-hmm. at just.nishful.thinking and me also on Instagram uh at the handle ragi.dose and you will find all of our sources uh in the you know all the description of everything that we've spoken so far it will be there in the description of this episode uh also we have that little blog where you'll have all of the sources that we've used for this including bolly blinds and gossip that is correct <laughs> um and we will see you on the next episode of misconduct see you guys <laughs> <laughs>